thousands of Californians lost power this week in what has become the latest in a series of planned power shutoffs. Last month, PG&E cut power to more than 2 million people in an effort to prevent wildfires sparked by their electrical equipment. As California's fire season grows more intense, these power outages are expected to become a routine method of prevention. But cutting the power has consequences, particularly for people's health. This week, we spoke with Direct Relief journalist Paul Scher. How's okay. the sound? Um, I, I think it sounds really good. He reported okay. on the effects okay. last month's okay. power shutoffs had on health centers. Paul's curiosity was piqued by the results of a Direct Relief survey. The questionnaire was sent to 300 health centers in power outage zones. Uh, we had one place in Fort Bragg respond, and they had a lot of canceled appointments. So that's the one I spoke to first. And the executive director told me about the situation at a, another clinic. I spoke to that clinic. She told me about the situation at their accompanying hospital. I spoke to that hospital. The Mendocino Coast Clinic, the one Paul spoke to first, lost power for three days. They had to close their dental clinic completely, but were able to keep their medical units open. Uh, their, their doctors uh, were able to, they had no lights, but they were able to work with some lanterns. Some of the, uh, the providers had headlamps, um, not, not the kind of doctor headlamps you'd see in the old TV shows, but uh, just the kind you use for camping. Wait, camping headlamps? What were they doing with headlamps on? They provide mostly primary care, so they were doing uh, appointments and, and walk-ins um, for, for children and adults. But specifics? Routine checkups? Pap smears? I'm not sure if... Um, I have to check my notes, I, I, which I will do. I believe... Let me just double-check that. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know in any more detail about the headlamp. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. In total, the Mendocino Coast Clinic canceled 300 appointments. In a rural county where doctors are in short supply, these missed appointments could take weeks to reschedule. So where were people going to get care? The ER. The Mendocino Coast District Hospital, which maintained power through a generator, was swamped with patients. People with chronic disease were coming in for refills on their medication, Others were coming in to charge their medical equipment. People who had CPAP masks at night, which I guess helps people who have sleep apnea, um, they weren't able to recharge them. Wait, they had. Can you explain the CPAP machine? Yeah, let me just see if I can look it up. Okay, so CPAP is a, a type of mask that people use if they have sleep apnea. Um, it stands for continuous positive airway pressure, and it sends a constant flow of, of, of pressure, of, of air pressure to your throat so that your airway stays open during sleep. The eight-bed emergency room quickly doubled in volume. People whose health relies on electricity were pouring in. Patients on breathing machines, home dialysis, and one who was bed-bound. Uh, she needed a specialty mattress that needed electricity to get it inflated, and she had a lift to get in and out of bed. And so she wasn't able to stay at home without electricity, so she called an ambulance, and they brought her to the emergency room. 
The hospital set up an emergency outpatient unit for her and four others. This allowed doctors to keep an eye on them until they could return home safely. Thanks to an unrelenting staff and a hearty generator, the hospital kept its doors open. And their neighbors. The North Coast Family Health Center sits adjacent to the hospital. They see about 150 patients a day. But with the blackouts, that didn't seem possible. While doctors could conceivably work in the dark with flashlights, without electricity, they couldn't access their patients' medical records. These days, most medical records are digitized and kept on computers. These records contain important information about a patient's medical history, like whether they have a drug allergy or a specialized condition. Without them, doctors are working with a blank slate. Treating a patient without knowing about their pre-existing conditions can be counterproductive, if not dangerous. Luckily, the clinic houses their patients' medical records on the hospital's computers, right next door. So this clinic, they sent one nurse into the hospital to sit by a terminal and another one in the clinic, and they would relay information back and forth. They'd put in requests. The nurse in the hospital would pull up the record, provide the information, and call back using cell phones. While staff had to play a game of telephone, they could continue seeing patients, even if it meant using flashlights. But for one clinic, no amount of battery-supplied light could solve their problems. The Anderson Valley Health Center, located in southern Mendocino, had no water. The clinic is hooked up to a well, which uses an electrical pump to draw water from the ground. But without power, that pump doesn't work. The clinic was closed for all three days of the outage. In a lot of rural areas in California, people depend on well water, they depend on septic tanks because they're, they're not connected to any municipal water supply. The, the interesting thing was, this is the first time I'd run across it at a health center, but Direct Relief found a lot of this in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. A lot of the health centers there had to shut down in part because they had no running water. So Direct Relief has been working with those clinics in, in a number of cases to provide them with backup electrical power through solar power and batteries to allow them to operate their water pumps in case of future power outages. But we weren't expecting to come across this so much in California. All of the clinics Paul spoke to are categorized as federally qualified health centers. These are health centers that receive federal funding and serve primarily low-income patients. In some parts of America, these clinics are the only source of health care. One in five rural Americans rely on a federally qualified health center for their primary care, as opposed to a private hospital. While these health centers serve a significant number of Americans, we don't know much about them. Folks who write about, about health care policy and, you know, who have graduate degrees in, in, in health care and who are high-level journalists don't don't go to those places. They go. They have health insurance, and they go to um, conventional um, medical uh, services like private doctors and hospitals. So um, it's amazing how little is understood about the role of these of these uh, community health centers. And Paul says uh, they don't have communication staff. They're you know very tightly uh, budgeted, so they don't have much of a way of telling their stories. So by going out and talking to them, you, you find out a tremendous amount. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yep. End of lecture. <laughs> <laughs>
If you want to learn more, you can read Paul's full article on the website, directrelief.org. For Direct Relief, this is Amory Garofanelli.